Welcome to the fanciest of fighting feasts. This is Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant. You can call him Chip. And we are talking about the Bastet fight or the Bast fight because this god has two names. Hmm. I didn't know that. As we continue on our, our uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure rewatch, we are talking about episodes 30 and 31 of Stardust Crusaders. Episode 30 is Bastet's Mariah Part 1, although the, the god in question is referred to as Bast in dialogue. Mm, right. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. We're usually only talking about the, the unusual foibles of like English and Japanese translation, but like the, the, the Egyptians had it too, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this episode just starts off with Kakuin in the hospital, mm-hmm. a big old bandage around his, across his eyes, and he's basically fine now, except for having his eyes all messed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's getting really antsy. He's sick of being in the hospital, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but he's being very polite about it. Oh, yeah. Being the, the good boy he is, he will just sit there with his hands in his lap. Just Excuse me, Mr. Doctor, sir, but I fucking hate it here. Every day is torture. <laughs> I would like to leave. I'm so glad you're doing a great job, and I respect you. <laughs> yeah. So the, the doctors have just explained that Kakuin's just going to have to... He's going to have to stay there, and they're just not sure how long it's going to take for his eyes to fully recover. Psych. Just kidding. <laughs> you need some time to heal, but... Sure. Yeah, and then he's just like, nah, actually the Speedwagon Foundation doctors just called us and said that they want to take care of you instead of us. Kakuin silently thanks Joseph yeah. for, for being such a good friend and is like, hey, I, I've got a friend in high places. Don't sweat it, Doc. So after the opening, we get our, our scene change to uh, the city of Luxor. The narrator reestablishes his, his job uh, uh, doing this introduction mm-hmm. as the talking about Luxor as, as the final resting place of pharaohs. Uh, uh, it's the home of the Valley of the Kings, all that stuff. You, you can't go through Egypt without talking about Luxor. I'm surprised we haven't gotten any actual like mummies or like. I know. Aside from the naming convention of these stands and, and their new card art, there is nothing like particularly ancient Egyptian about this. Yeah. Man, one thing I was thinking about, because Stardust Crusaders especially loves to like break the, the fourth wall a tiny bit with like the mm-hmm. rim shots looking straight at the audience and all of that. I'm surprised the narrator has never like gotten upset that the characters are doing his job for him. <laughs> That feels like a thing that would happen at some point. Like, hey, I want to explain this. I want to talk about the pressure of this guy's grab or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyways, the Avdol is also doing the narrator's job and going like, ooh, like the, the Tomb of King Tut's like right over there. Just mm-hmm. keep going that way. And Polnavs just says, wow, this place is full of history. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Polnareff goes to Los Angeles and is like, wow, this is where the movie stars are. <laughs> Polnareff says, that's Chappie. <laughs> God, yeah, that is what Polnareff would do. King Tut's tomb, famously discovered uh, undisturbed in 1922. Mm-hmm. Unique because it was undisturbed. A, a very, very rare thing is to find a tomb before uh, uh, tomb robbers do. The artifacts went on an international tour in the 1970s, which cemented not only the fame of King Tut, who his actual place in history uh, during life, not particularly unique among pharaohs. He, he yeah. had a very short reign. 
<laughs> but he's famous because of, you know, what we actually found with him and uh, uh, also his hand in the creation of, like, museum installations as a blockbuster entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And Avdol's, like, telling Polnareff, pointing at, like, the houses off in the distance that, like, some people apparently still, like, I don't know if this part's true at all. Apparently, he claims some people will still dig underneath their houses in search of treasure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that part. You never know. I mean, sometimes when you're just walking your cow, you find an incredibly ornate sword. It's Yeah, that, that is true. In this world, there probably is treasure everywhere. I accidentally dig up another pillar man or something. I don't know. <laughs> so Joseph isn't with the, the gang right now. He's off taking a piss or whatever. They're, they're, they have a new, like strategy now because there have been so mm-hmm. many times where one person has gone off to do something and then oops they got soloed away from the rest of the gang now they're fighting on their own against some stand user now we're, whenever you have to go do something you take Iggy with you yes yes bring Iggy with you even when Iggy's- he's not fighting he just stops people in their tracks from being a shitty dog <laughs> I- Iggy's the trump card and they know it Iggy is the ace in the hole yeah Oh, man, I I just love taking a dog as backup because he got to go potty. (laughs) Yeah. And Polnareff immediately thinks, oh, I hope it's a normal toilet. Guess what? It's not. It's not. It's a hole in the ground. It's a hole in the ground you take a shit in. It's not even a full hole. It's just like a little trough, I guess. Somebody took a shovel, dug out one scoop full of dirt and said, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then planted little like footprint plates. Like <laughs> you yeah. stand here, follow the guide. Yeah, squat here. I I know I had like a whole theory about the dramatic purpose and, and uh, meaning <laughs> behind the bathroom stuff, but that doesn't mean I need to see realistic turds in a <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah, the poop is there. The poop, the poop has is been there. the poop has been dried out by the sun. The wind blows. The poop rolls away out of the toilet hole and just disintegrates into poop dust. Iggy doesn't seem to mind. He's not phased at all by the poop being there. And and Joseph is just disgusted by this. There's a bucket nearby that he dunks his hand in immediately, and it's a sand bidet or something. This is absolutely my favorite my favorite line in all of Stardust Crusaders. Quote: Some kind of sand bidet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all sorts of oh no's all of the oh my gods it's yep. it's all coming out he hates he hates this toilet hole yeah it's it's bad hey, don't put this on the travel channel i am learning so much Mm-hmm. so he just leaves that toilet he doesn't use it no thank you you wipe your ass with sand another mm. quote he just can't get over it <laughs> yeah so he's he's walking out of this bathroom outdoor bathroom stall thing and there's just a single suspicious-looking rock he walks by that catches his eye, because it has Mm -hmm. what I would describe as, what if somebody drew a power outlet but decided, how do I make it look Egyptian? Yes, that is exactly (laughs) what it is. (laughs) And it's just on this rock. This is how we power the the sacred Nokia phone of the ancient pharaoh. (laughs) And so Joseph's just like, this is really weird-looking. But there's there's clearly no power out here. And so he reaches out towards the weird-looking power outlet and immediately gets zapped by it and gets sent flying feet. Don't touch it. Why did you touch it? Why did you touch it? Iggy might be able to stop stand users. But he can't stop you from being an idiot. Yeah. Even if Iggy, like, at this point, even if Iggy could, I just don't think Iggy cares to stop people from being dumb. 
<laughs> like he just watches somebody put it. He just watches Joseph put a fork into a, a electrical socket. But but the camera moves up uh, uh, behind a different rock. It's that lady. It's that lady from the the uh, stinger last week. She mm-hmm. she's smoking all casual with her her knees pulled up to to her chin as she sits on the ground. If you've ever looked up like the colorized manga of Stardust Crusaders, that was back when they had no idea what her colors were. So she looks like an inverted version of herself from the manga <laughs> uh she she's got like light purple hair instead of just being blonde without anyone to introduce herself to she we just get it anyway we the audience yeah in the first uh uh stand card art that is landscape oriented oh yeah it is yeah i don't think that means anything but it's it's nifty i guess yeah uh, her name is Mariah, we learn right now, uh, uh, and her stand is Bast, not Bastet, as the title would have you know. Yeah. Bast is the goddess of protection, cats, perfume and ointments, fertility, pregnancy, children, music, the arts, and warfare. Wow. Yeah. So wide range of responsibilities for that one. Some of those match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the Mariah is meant to be, like, the sexy stand users, so I guess perfume, sure. Bast is depicted as a woman with a cat's head. In, in practice, uh, over, like, you gotta remember that ancient Egypt lasted a really long time. Yeah. Just ages and ages. So, so over time, uh, uh, Bast was fused with Sekhmet, the lioness-headed god, mm. uh, and, and they were worshipped as two aspects of the same goddess. Sometimes she's got a cat, sometimes she got a lioness head, and that's mm. when you gotta walk, watch out. Okay. Mariah says, Curiosity killed the cat, she snaps her fingers, and that outlet on the wall just, like, poofs away in, like, a, a little thing of, like, pink smoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we get our Coca-Cola product placement. Yes. Is this fictional company paying for these episodes? <laughs> it happens so much. For multiple parts now. Ever since Soda has existed in JoJo, it's been there. It's the only one. There, there's no, like, Sprout. <laughs> they don't drink Popsy. They could, <laughs> but they don't. I, I want a Sprout. Sprout <laughs> sounds good. So, yeah, while they're having their Coca-Cola, Polnareff is talking about how they, they if for a while now, everyone, everyone's exhausted and mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they need to take some time to recover in Luxor because they feel like they've just been, you know, barely winning their last couple of fights. And Joseph is too distracted by his hand malfunctioning to object. I, I feel like if he was focused in the moment, he'd be like... Oh, what, what'd you say about my daughter? You want her to die? Because that's what I heard you say after mm-hmm. all. But he's, his head's not in the game like that because his hand is, like, freaking out. Uh, and, and Polnareff is also distracted because uh, this, you know, drink vendor's radio is is kicking off some nasty static and it sounds like trash. Yeah. And then while Joseph's checking out his hand again, he, turn, he turns his hand around, his robot hand, and the... A uh, metal cap to one of the Coca-Colas is just stuck to the top of his hand. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joseph should know that's what happens when you get vaccinated. You just become magnetic. It's very bad. <laughs> but Joseph and, and everybody agrees that, you know, yeah, a, a, a day to, to collect our bearings wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And as they walk away, the, the bottle opener just really wants to get adopted. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. It chases them like a lost puppy. They already have a puppy, so there's no room in their lives to adopt a <laughs> bottle opener. 
it tries to keep following them, but it, you know, it hits up against a brick wall and, and gets stopped. Joseph has all the bottle caps stuck to his back now. <laughs> As they're walking away, eventually they get far enough away that the vendor's radio goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. Some wacky shit happens in this walk here. They walk by a guy who's like making a box or something. He, he's hammering some nails in. His hammer starts to get pulled towards them. The nails he was uh, holding in his mouth oh, get pulled yeah. so hard they go through his cheek. I was I was expecting it. Like as, as soon as they came by, you're like, oh yeah, he's he's magnetic. This is going to go very badly for the guy holding nails in his mouth. I kind of expected it to go straight through like the the base of his brain uh, <laughs> uh, and kill him instantly. Yeah, he lives, but he does have nails going through his face. Yeah, yeah. The, the hammer flies straight at Joseph and uh, gets plucked out of the air by Avdol. Good eyes. Yeah, it's a, it's a good catch. The, like, it's the next morning. They're waking up. They're getting ready to leave the hotel. Joseph mm-hmm. is, is sleeping in. He has slept with all the bottle caps all over his body. He has not <laughs> noticed or bothered to pluck them off. This is when we learn uh, uh, how Joseph sleeps, his sleepwear situation. He's just in his polka dot boxers. Mm-hmm. So update the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love all the... That Joseph's the only guy who gets any sort of outfit changes throughout this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avdol is trying to, to like, get him up uh, uh, and talking about his restless sleep because they got to meet everybody. Polnareff has a powerful need for brunch. We, oh, yeah. We got to go. We, we got to get my, my uh, moons over my hammy uh, uh, or else it's not a real rest day. <laughs> so Joseph's getting ready. He, uh, he sees the rest of the gang looking out the window. They're outside. He's about to walk out the door, and a chair in the hotel, in his room gets starts dragging along with him and gets stuck to his ass. And then he's like, what the hell's wrong with this chair? The floor's slanted. And as he turns around, the door fucking gets magnetized to him and slams him in the back of the head. All these objects just want to be his friend. They want to get close. They want to cuddle. Like, this is a codependent brave little toaster situation. <laughs> yeah. Joseph's able to... to pull all those things off of him he and he gets out into the hallway two ladies are walking by and he tips his hat towards them and one of the ladies has metal buttons like decorative buttons on the the fringe of her skirt and so her he finally skirt. got the magic power to flip girls skirts yep. he's been waiting 50 years to yep. develop this magic power good things come to those who wait this, this mm-hmm. is this is karma right here and boy boy is it because uh after he gets punched in the face and and these two young ladies uh, uh, walk away. There is a, a bent and shriveled, a uh, uh, very elderly woman who mm-hmm. also has metal buttons in her skirt, and she's not quite so offended. Yeah, or at least she she's playfully offended. I, I guess. Yeah, her her skirt also gets pulled up, and she's you know, oh my goodness, young man, all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't want this old woman's affection. Oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am, but he is married to an idiot, and we respect that. <laughs> yeah. So he just starts running away from that old lady, and then, whoa, watch out. There's like a cart uh, a cart in the hallway that's got a whole bunch of silverware in it, and all mm-hmm, the silverware mm-hmm. just goes flying at him and sticking to his hands, and he almost gets some knives to the face. Once again, we're, we're two for two on Joseph fights that uh, center on him being betrayed by his body. Yes, yeah. 
At this point, I was thinking that there there might be a clearer metaphor to like specifically his reliance on on technology, like his cyborg hand. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you could draw a line to to I don't know pacemakers or or replacement hip joints failing. I don't think this this is as clear uh, as legible as uh, uh, the the medical horror of the Empress fight. But you know maybe if if you wanted to make that stretch, I guess you could. Yeah. He just keeps, he starts booking it, and he is just constantly being chased by silverware. He, he gets a knife and a fork in the back, mm-hmm. makes it to the like entrance of the hotel. He's trying to go down the escalator. Th- this is the rare strategic mistake of Joseph Joestar, because his feet are attached to this escalator. He uh-huh. cannot leap. He's locked onto it, and now he must face the greatest fear <laughs> of every child at the mall. <laughs> yeah. It was it, that fear got made worse as a kid for me because there was sometimes be news reports of kids actually getting stuck in those mm-hmm. and, and getting like chewed up in the gears yeah. and like sucked under. You know, it's just like, oh no, their shoelaces got stuck into it and then they died. Their legs got <laughs> torn off their bodies. Uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> But it's okay. Joseph's going to be fine. He doesn't have uh, anything tying him down. Oh, wait. What are these metal cables coming out of a young woman's skirt that mm-hmm. are wrapping around his neck and, and pulling his face down to, to the floor? Ah, he's finally <laughs> face two legs with uh, uh, Mariah, the stand user. Yeah. And yeah, I guess the reason she has those things in her uh, uh, outfit <laughs> is to bind her target's necks and hands and, and limbs to whatever death trap is at hand. In this case, it's an escalator. I don't imagine it's an escalator every time. but It feels like because she's got this strategy, she must have killed at least a few other people via the escalator trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think this is a reference to, oh, no, my heart and throat. Joseph cries out, oh, no, my hands and feet. (laughs) So he's crying out to to this woman ahead of him, like, hey, please hit the emergency stop button. Anybody, please uh, uh, help me get me out Mm -hmm. or hit the emergency stop button. I'm going to be mulched up. This cable is starting to get pulled under and, and ground in the mechanism. So it's like tightening around wherever it's wrapped around him, including both hands mm-hmm. as one explodes into blood and the other God. in oil. God, yeah, it's so much blood. It looks like it's not the case, but it looks like all of his fingers get broken at once. Yes. <laughs> They're yes. fine, actually. He'll be able to use his hands later in the fight. No one else. No one's fucking helping this old man. There's no <laughs> one around. I guess it's a, a a slow day at the hotel, so he's got to go save himself. Yeah, yeah. So he sends out the the tendril vines of Hermit Purple to go push the the emergency stop button himself, right uh, uh, below the the one uh, handrail as it goes around where. You have surely seen emergency stop buttons uh, all through your life, but it is not there. Mm -hmm. He does not see that it is around the side, and I wonder if this is just fudging it for the story, or if there is something different about Egyptian escalators. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's trying to to reach for it with Hermit Purple, but Abdul gets there first, Mm -hmm. pushes the button. Joseph doesn't realize that the escalator has stopped, so he's still just screaming for his life. And now, now yes. a crowd is gathered. And no, like, when did they get here? Were they just gonna watch 
as a group, this old man get chewed up and mulched up by this escalator. So in, in a bit of Looney Tunes business, because we do love our Joseph, he, he mm. is eventually uh, shown that he is not dying. And so he stands up and immediately begins a ruse to save face that I do not think anyone is buying. <laughs> but, you know, good on you for trying, Joe. Like, he's blushing during this, when he's trying to save face here. Like, he is super embarrassed. The, the specific act is he's trying to play himself off as a, a very thorough escalator inspector. <laughs> yeah. And he picks Avdol out of the crowd like, oh, yes, you must be the building manager. <laughs> what a fine hotel you have here. Let me tell you all about uh, how good your escalators are. Yeah. So now that he's close to Abdul, he's going like, there's a fucking stand user. And then an ashtray gets sucked up off a table and hits him in the back of the head and spreads ash all over him. Mm -hmm. And Mariah's still around. She's just watching him. Mm -hmm. So so she runs off and they, they start to give chase. As, as they run away, a, a big metal statue is pulled off of its like plinth and nearly uh, crushes them. And Avdol saves Joseph's life by groping it, because of course it is a statue of a busty lady. Oh yeah, this this is a boob centric set of episodes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is noted as one of the uh, notable differences between the the manga and the anime. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite remember the differences between this and the manga, but I was pretty sure the anime got a lot hornier with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a little change. Like, the statue thing still happens, but Avdol, like, uh, keeps it from falling by grabbing it by, like, the, the shoulder or, or, you know, anywhere but the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in this one, yeah, it, it's all about Avdol, like, not wanting to look like a public perv, but it's just, a, it's where fate led his hands all the same. <laughs> Yeah. So the rest of the gang is just outside the hotel. Polnareff, <laughs> again, just continuing this new smoking habit of his. Mm -hmm. And they're they're just waiting for Joseph and Avdol and going like, well, they're just taking their time. Just, you, This has happened once at a hotel already. If somebody at a hotel is not coming when they say they will be coming and you think, oh, they're just taking their time, they are in a stand fight. Again, it happened to you, Polnareff. Directly to you. <laughs> Polnareff is so goddamn dumb. He is a goldfish. He has the brain of a goldfish. Yeah. No memory. He thinks his sister is still alive. He just saw her on an island. God. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah. So Joseph and, and uh, Avdol have chased Mariah into the ladies' bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stall doors are closed. They don't know where she might be hiding, but... Yeah, uh, uh, this nearly stops Avdol, but Joseph knows that the way you, you defeat an opponent is to break the arbitrary rules they think you won't break. Yeah, yeah. Which in this case means entering the ladies' room. Joseph just goes like, just look under the stall. Like, she has unmistakable legs. Mm -hmm. and so they just start looking, peeking at ladies' legs. Until they, they find the, the set of legs that looks like the, the correct one, wearing the right shoes and, and the leggings and all that. In the middle of this, we get yet another cut to, to Polnareff just begging for eggs and hash browns, the poor boy. But <laughs> essentially, the, the problem is this. We have, uh, just like when Avdol was dead, there were a lot of problems that could have been fixed easily by fire. Now we have a problem that could be fixed easily by Hierophant Green. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I get it. On the other hand, this is an elaborate setup to turn your heroes into peeping toms. <laughs> yeah. And no matter how many times Avdol's like, I don't want to do this. I'm a good boy. This is uncomfortable. He still does it. And you yeah. still set up the situation where it has to happen. Yeah. Peeping at all these legs. They find the set of legs that looks like Raya's. As they're about to, like, try to bust open that stall, the magnetism 
of her stand causes all of the the locks and all the stall doors to be unlocked at the same time and just flip the doors open so every lady just knows these two dudes are in here mm-hmm. uh and they they all become very angry uh it turns out the lady who looked like uh mariah her legs at least is the old woman from earlier again mm-hmm. foxy lady very pleased to see joseph here actually <laughs> uh, and so both joseph and abdul while having toilet paper and stuff thrown at them uh just leap out of the window just jump through fucking glass to get out of there as quick as they can abdul is so upset to be put in this position he says that it should be polnareff being called a dirty pervert instead of him and like I think you mean in addition. You still did the <laughs> thing they're angry about. You're right. Polnareff should be called a dirty pervert, but that doesn't mean yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah. So now that they've uh, jumped out of this window, uh, Mariah's right outside and they start start chasing her. Mm-hmm. Joseph is telling Abdul, like, don't touch any outlets. Don't touch any fucking outlets as the camera is doing a Metal Gear Solid 1 in Maria's butt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we we are now getting some some like after school PSA stuff. Uh, uh, maybe the next episode <laughs> yeah. they'll tell me to be cool about fire safety. Yeah, Avdol can teach you all about that. <laughs> Is Iggy Scruff McGruff the crime dog? Oh yeah, or or he's Scruff McGruff's son. I forget yeah, what that yeah. that one's name is, but the does crime dog. <laughs> yeah, the black sheep of the McGruff family. <laughs> Uh, Iggy's got priors. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> so as Joseph and Avdol are running, Joseph going like, "Don't touch any fucking outlets." Avdol says, "I am so sorry, but I already <laughs> touched an outlet when I was pushing the emergency stop button on the escalator. There was a weird outlet right next to it that I brushed up against. By the way, can you give me some space? Yeah, they've gotten so close over this journey." Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. very, very literally close. They they are rubbing up against each other as as they as their limbs are are getting in one another's way, running forward, trying to to chase this butt that they're following. Camera loves that ass. It does. Yeah, and and that is that is the the end of part one. So at this point, I rewound and went back, and like there is nothing that shows that outlet was not there when we see uh, Avdol okay. push the button. Because the the way the initial uh, uh, scene is framed, where where the outlet is later shown to be, is just off the right of the frame. Mm, okay. But most of the button pushing action is shown uh, from the opposite side, where the the escalator itself is blocking our view. Okay. Yeah, all, all of the the wide shots where you couldn't like hide it in in that extreme close up are taken from the other side. Okay. Nice. So part two of this fight joseph and abdal have been magnetized together they're just stuck together uh, on the sides we get the the first previously on in a long time that is actually about the main action of the previous episode and not just here's this bit after the plot ended that you might have skipped yeah 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 joseph and abdal are stuck together they're having great difficulty running and chasing her because their legs are stuck together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like their faces are smushed up against each other. Their cheeks are like all, all smushed up. They collapse losing the three-legged race in a very embarrassing manner. 
there's a shot of them just fucking flailing on the ground trying to do anything. At this point, I realize that they, they keep trying to hype up Mariah as the, an especially hot babe, the mm. hottest of the stand users. Yeah. And like up to this point and for a while after this point, you never get a clear look at her. Yeah. Like her face is is cloaked and hooded. We we only see parts of her at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just close up on the butt, uh, uh, knee to ankle, close up of a face that is half in shadow. We we never really get a good look at her, so it's all just mm-hmm. hype at this point. <laughs> yeah. When anime does stuff like that, half the time it feels like okay, you're just winding up for like the the tired joke of oh she's actually ugly ah! <laughs> like they don't do that this time but that's what it really what it feels like is winding up to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like some random people are walking down the road and just spot joseph and abdul just flailing on the ground them getting up they spot a a, a wooden fence nearby mm-hmm. and now now as, as they have stood up they have accidentally like face to face gotten stuck together now it's not just si- their sides stuck together and so these two teens i guess children maybe i don't know these two preteens uh, yeah. uh look like egyptian burton ernie to me <laughs> yeah one of them got a head like a pineapple oh there's also a cat there's a cat that seems to be their friend <laughs> yeah also yeah. watching <laughs> and and so they are seeing this bizarre activity in the street and joseph's like hey haven't you ever seen guys dancing before move, move on there's nothing to see here yeah and so abdul's like yes it is lovely to dance in the sun on a day such as this <laughs> yeah <laughs> this whole really the, this story is about public embarrassment and we're about yeah. to get to to the heights of it as as they get to the fence Okay, now now that we're anchored, like I can pull this way and you can pull that way and we can get separated. That that is the plan. Mm-hmm. But now that they're being supported on the fence, uh Joseph's like, "Wait, I know shit about magnets actually. <laughs> if we can find a way that we would uh, th- that our charges would repel one another, mm-hmm. then we won't be stuck." So he says a line that I'm sure a lot of fans have wanted to hear in maybe a different vocal tone. Slide your face down my body. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In the original manga, I can't quite remember. I think it's just in the manga. It's just like, haha, this is kind of gay, I think, <laughs> is, is the thing. And like, that's here too. But I just want to say the way it is animated, Avdol sliding down mm-hmm. Joseph's body... <laughs> is feels more in a way where like somebody who animated this was horny about this like <laughs> it's it's focusing on like oh here's Abdul's hand on Joseph's huge chest mm-hmm. and and all this shit and like real slowly going down and stuff oh but it picks up the pace because uh, yeah. once oh god once his face is directly in the crotch uh-huh there is it's practically violent the amount of like shaking and like <laughs> But more people have gathered. There's the camera a, a dozen people watching now. There's thrusting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Like they they don't need me to talk about this. They they went there and they went there hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so Joseph has a second thought like, "Wait, our plan is for my your face to get to my toe, which will probably repel. Yep. But if you're locked to my crotch like this, what if I just turn around and then through the power of ass, Avdol <laughs> is launched 20 <laughs> yeah. feet through the street. 
Yeah, he he, he <laughs> pops off, but wait, uh-oh, the magnetism draws Avdol back in, and now it just looks like he's fucking Joseph from behind. Yes, There's more shaking. Yes. There's more thrusting. It looks like he's getting fucked. Vigorously and enthusiastically. <laughs> Vigorously, yeah. It's, I don't know what's causing this much thrusting to happen. So, so yes, there's a every child in the town of Luxor is getting a real education in the streets today. Mm-hmm. And who else should show up but that old lady? Yeah. Who is offended. And, like, obviously, you cannot discount that part of the gag here is a gay panic thing. Like, yep. wouldn't it be funny if these guys were gay? Absolutely. But the way it is to the characters is not that at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Abdul's problem the whole time isn't that people might think he's gay. His problem is that people might think he's so uncouth and rude as to engage in sexual contact in public. No. <laughs> Heavens yeah. to Betsy, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and this old lady isn't offended because, like, oh, you're one of those. It's like, I thought we had something special. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's upset at getting cheated on, not any sort of orientation thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, when I watched this, I was just like, oh, is this a gay panic thing? But also, it was still kind of funny. (laughs) Like, I'm always just like, "Mm, I don't know, is it the gay panic thing? But I'm still laughing. I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. But the lady hits Joseph so hard, it it separates Joseph and Avdol. She's a powerful mm-hmm. old lady. This is a strong umbrella she's hitting them with. She's the seventh Stardust Crusader. Yeah. She has the umbrella stand. They they get hit so hard that they're separated from each other and launched over the fence. They roll down a hill. And who do they see at the down the hill but Mariah? And they're yeah. like, okay, we're going to rush her. Now we know what's what. Let's go. And they fall into <laughs> yet another trap that could only exist through camera angle trickery. <laughs> yeah. They bring back a visual gag that only happened once in part two, uh, which is the like Looney Tunes ass Joseph looking at a thing and then a dotted line being drawn to the yes. thing he's looking at. Yes. And then, oh, they stepped on train tracks. Mm-hmm. Like we, we even get a, a part two visual callback where uh, uh, Joseph is talking about polarities. We see a scientific diagram of yeah. bar magnets and the like <laughs> waves of magnetism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only are they stuck the train tracks, but they both kind of slip. They're not on solid footing. And so both of their feet get sucked to each other. Mm-hmm. The, the soles of their feet touching, they fall down. Now they're stuck on top of each other, glued to train tracks. And there is a train coming. Y'all ever want to see the trolley problem from the perspective of someone on the rails? <laughs> oh, man. Because Joseph is like, hey, Avdol, melt the rails with Magician's Red. We'll be saved. And he's like, Mr. Joestar, there are hundreds of people on that train. I can't murder them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the new solution here is Joseph shoots out Hermit Purple to grab like a, a stump that's nearby mm-hmm. to try and pull them, them off. And he's also going like, God damn it, I wish she was just a little bit closer because then I could just strangle her with these. <laughs> Mariah here ha- has not said much, like mm-hmm. talking about how uh, the in Egypt stand users are, are much more developed as characters, even if they they are ultimately just as disposable as as the pre Egypt uh, stand users. Her personality is so much more just in posture and body language in these moments where she's watching them die. 
<laughs> yeah. She's she's just got a vibe she exudes. Yeah, she's just, just taking a smoke break, just watching people die. Joseph is trying to pull each other off the tracks so hard that he just kind of tears this little stump out of the ground instead. It's not a very strong, it's a very small stump. And then the train just runs right over them. And our first real full look at Mariah is now in, in her moment of victory. When she has no more like surprises up her sleeve, there's nothing left to hide. We yeah. get an actual like full body shot and her face starts to come out of shadow. And like, ah, ah, I gotcha. And like, there's a lot of hype to live up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a very attractive woman. Yeah, this is, this, yeah. This is a hot lady character design. I, I see it. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I think it's interesting that the hot lady character design still has those um, cheekbone lines that usually, like, the gruff dudes have. <laughs> well, yeah, she's got edge. She just murdered a couple of guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, she she's starting to gloat, like, damn, that was that was pretty easy. Now I just got to co- go kill Jotaro and, and Polnareff. I guess they don't know about the dog yet. Yeah. <laughs> they either don't know or they just don't care about Iggy. I mean, if all the people die, who's going to tell Iggy to fight them? Yeah, he. W- I guess he wouldn't fight Dio at that point. <laughs> When's the episode where Iggy gets really committed to the cause? Oh, man. Just you wait. We're going to find out that Dio's plan involves eliminating coffee-flavored chewing gum from the world. So as Mariah is gloating, she, she starts to see smoke rising from the tracks. And mm-hmm. Joseph and Polnareff are alive with really goofy grins on their face. Because they dug a hole. They dug it's a always, hole. It's always a hole. Yup. Yeah, they just dug a hole through the, the ground with, with uh, Magician's Red. They burnt away the wooden planks, and the tracks are still there. The most powerful stand you can come up with is a big shovel. <laughs> so, so, yeah, w- without, you know, the, the ground and the, the wooden railroad stays uh, holding up the, this rail, it looks like Joseph was just holding up the rail. <laughs> Joseph lifted a train. Damn. He saved countless lives by lifting a train. <laughs> yeah. So Mariah gets really pissed off. Uh, she calls them shit-eating bitches. Yes. And we get a, a big detailed close-up of her face when she's pissed off. Uh, super ugly looking, snot running out of her nose and spit flying everywhere and all this shit. At this point, I'm thinking, this should be easy. You can set the lady on fire. Yeah. They never set the lady on fire. <laughs> I can only think it's because they just really don't feel like setting a woman on fire. They threaten to set the lady on fire, but they they don't. At at least at this moment, what saves her is a distraction, you might say. Oh, yeah, because, like, Joseph has already thrown out Hermit Purple to wrap around her neck and, like, hey, I can Mm destroy you at any second. Yeah, how about you describe what happens next? (laughs) So, so, (laughs) we, we see her with you know yeah she's being uh, strangled by purple vines mm-hmm. and and uh her her sort of crop top begins to swell yeah uh to absurd size oh boy time for an out of context gift for breast expansion fetishists because that's what this scene is <laughs> you know you know when the grinch's heart grew three sizes that day oh yeah <laughs> what if the grinch's bazongas grew three sizes that day <laughs> There is a really funny fucking reaction shot, though, from Joseph, where he just, like, (laughs) leans forward, lifts one eyebrow, and, like, one of his eyeballs just, like, threatens to, like, just shoot out of his fucking skull. (laughs) Like, like, fucking, like, Tex Avery style. And and her nipples are protruding. Yeah, yeah. And And it just, Uh, just more uh. and more, and, and... 
What's actually going on here is she has stuffed her bra full of... Full of nuts and bolts. Yeah. Nuts and bolts. She's just been running around with nuts and bolts in there. And as she she pulls her shirt down to to let them fly, fly they do, and they they act as as bullets just (laughs) flying into the faces of Joseph and Avdol. God damn. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how we do it. It's just fucking wild. So yeah, they, they've been pelted with shrapnel, they're bleeding, they've fallen down, they're stuck to each other yet again. For the people who interpret, you know, everything in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure through the lens of Araki's life experience, yeah. I hesitate to ask what they have to say about the, the Bast fight. <laughs> Where do they think this came from? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're stuck together, and they're not just stuck together, they're stuck together with, like, the train track beam that they melted off the tracks. Yes, yes. Like, they better hope another train doesn't come, I guess. <laughs> well, no, no. As they they leave, they, they haven't left yet, but as they do, Avdol mentions, oh, look at all the locals. Surely one of them will call the railroad okay. line and, and report this. Okay, we, yeah. we are free to continue on in, in our pursuit. So as Mariah runs away, Joseph's like, all right, it's time to get fucking serious. And he slams down the ground and he makes a dirt map Mm-hmm. Uh, of the city with like a you are here mark and complete with a little moving rock that represents mariah yeah yeah he can fucking track people now holy shit i love that he has a map making power that's so like cars would have been dead so much faster if he could have made maps as a young man yeah yeah i just wonder like okay so he's been able to two times now make a map of like the area around him like of city streets can he do the whole world Oh, God. Because, like, if he could do that, like, maybe maybe this is a thing he, you know, learned on this journey to Dio. But it could have been, like, where the fuck is Dio? And then just paint a big world map. And then there's just a little rock where uh, on Cairo or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hermit Purple seems to be, like, a, a real expression of necessity is the mother of invention. Like, yeah. we, we start with Joseph believing he just does spirit photography on certain cameras. And then as he gets desperate and as he gets, you know, fearful for, for their mission, he keeps just trying new things. Yeah. If he needed to, you know, find Dio, maybe he could. Yeah. Uh, so so we have to check in with Polnareff and, and Jojo uh, as as they're talking about how slow the, the old guys <laughs> are being today. And the, the the English dub makes a wonderful choice to, to uh, squeeze some extra syllables in for the lip flaps. Mm-hmm. And has Polnareff call Avdol a major douche canoe? <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen, listen to the English dub more often. Good lord. It, it seems Joseph and Avdol have some sort of plan that includes chasing Mariah. Mariah's plan, however, is to just wait for them to attract so much stuff that their bodies are crushed under the weight like Giles fucking Corey. <laughs> yeah. Because she's got a, a, a Goldilocks zone, essentially. She needs to be close enough to them that, that she can still use her stand and, and keep their, their increasing magnetic attraction, you know, working for her, mm-hmm. but far enough away that she doesn't get strangled anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's clear that, like, this is a lady who isn't, like, a fighter at all. 
She just yeah, has this magnetism yeah. thing that she uses to her, her advantage. She is trying to lead them through the city center where there's lots of magnetic objects, which means comedy business oh, is yeah. just happening. It's oh, in the yeah. air all around them. Like our, our two heroes are laser focused and ready for action, but all the goofiest shit is just happening <laughs> to them and being literally put upon them through these waves of magnetism. Yeah, magnetism. Like- Joseph runs by a guy who's just riding a bicycle. The next shot you see of the guy, he's just like fucking wily coyote pedaling midair on no bike. It doesn't fall until he realizes the bike is gone. They, they ruin a proposal. There is somebody stacking a giant pyramid of mango juice cans for no <laughs> good reason. Yeah, there, there's an old man with dentures that has one gold tooth in it. And so his dentures get torn out of his face. Also, the mango boy has a dog that looks just like Rude Dog yes! from all the, like, surfwear. I was trying to remember who what the fuck that dog was. Yeah, it looks rude just like dog. Rude Dog. What is up with that? The dates line up. Like, th- it's possible. It's it's possible. Yeah. I like the dog's food bowl that just says dog on it. <laughs> yes, which then flies at Joseph and he gets covered in dog food. Yeah. Joseph is just so weighed down by shit anymore that he is he is being forced to just kneel. He it's there's so much shit on him. And as Mariah begins to gloat, Joseph's like, "Oh yeah, what you gloating for?" Because we realize for for a few moments we've only been following Joseph. Avdol took a different corner, and now he, uh, uh, he is on the opposite side. They have her in a pincer maneuver. Ha ha ha. Aha. Of course, they're both absolutely covered in trash. <laughs> yeah, they can't, like, fucking move anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and she is also just like, hey, this is a perfect situation for me. Look above you. And she just throws some knives into the air that sever power lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, power you know, lines, which, of course, are highly magnetic and go straight for their faces. Yeah. So Magician's Red is trying to melt all the cable it can to protect Avdol, while uh, uh, Joseph is left just, like, trying to bind power cables with his own cables, the, the yeah. vines of uh, Hermit Purple, before they grab his face. And, like, the, the increasing power of their magnetism is getting so, so strong that, like, the copper wire is starting <laughs> yeah. to, co- to come through uh, uh, and sort of deglove from the, the uh, insulating uh, uh, layer of the cable. Mm-hmm. It, it's like getting at him like, like the, the inner mouth of the alien coming after Ripley. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Avdol is, he's just completely flat on the ground now and can't move. And there is a like, truck on him. Yeah. He has a truck just, for a backpack. Yeah. He's just like, oh, what is this force? I feel something really, something really strange happening now. Yeah. And this truck just lands on top of his fucking back and he's getting crushed by a truck slowly. <laughs> and, and so Mariah, in her moment of triumph, is like, hey, old dude, you're pretty hot, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can't, we can't not. It's been too long since we had a horny moment in the horny episode. We got to do it. Yep, it's got to happen. Uh, and Joseph's just like, okay, well, if I'm so hot, can you save me, please? <laughs> uh, and, and when she says no, that she refuses. And like, the, the question isn't, would you save me? The question is, would, would you like turn off your stand? Would, would you stop uh, uh, the magnetic attraction? And she's yeah. like, no, never. Man, Dio is actually way hotter than any of you fools. So <laughs> yeah. I know where my bread gets buttered. And oh boy. So Joseph's like, well, 
if you're never gonna ever turn off uh the magnetism then time to fucking die yep and it's a super extreme close-up of just his eye as the the music drops and the lighting shifts and it's one of those perfect absolutely perfect mood shifts that i think really is what makes this show work this is the true pincer maneuver. It wasn't going to be a stand fight. It was just going to be <laughs> Joseph and Abdul once again letting their attraction to one another go and crushing her between them <laughs> yeah. and all of the, the metal shit they've katamaried together. Yeah, Joseph was only not flying towards her because he was like holding on to a sewer grate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he just lets go and starts floating in the air. And yeah, him and Abdul just fucking just crush her. Much like in the Death 13 fight, much like Manish Boy learned, mm-hmm. you cannot get between these boys. No. If you try to get between these boys, you will eat shit. <laughs> yeah. They make a remark that they didn't kill her. And I don't know how this is possible because they are like two tons of metal each smashing yes. Yes. Crushing. Like, you see her... With enough force to pick them up off the ground and fly, and then instantly uh, uh, reach zero uh, (laughs) as they meet. So so calculate that deceleration. Damn. When she gets smashed, like, in between these two piles of metal, like, you see her face getting slowly more and more squished and just puking blood. It's like that fucking scene from uh, the end of Akira. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) That person's getting squished by all the meat. It's that. But Joseph and Abdul just kind of get up and just, like, dust each other off. They look into, like, the cracked side view mirror of that truck that was on Abdul. And, like, like Abdul is just, like, fixing his hair. And, like, they look down at their watch and say, oh, is it really only 9 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. This is Riverdale. They, they got up hours ago to go to their three part-time jobs before they had to go to school. <laughs> yeah. And so they they just walk off. They're fine now. And Maria or Mariah still still alive. You just see her hand twitching. She calls him shit eating bitches one more time. And then you get text that just says, All bones broken, unable to recover, must retire. Does retire mean Dio's gonna kill her? Is she gonna get is she gonna be taken out like Enya before her? Yeah, like it feels like if you fail You know Dio's last girlfriend, Enya? <laughs> Yeah, like, if you fail, I'm pretty sure that means Dio just kills you at some point. But this this is a thing that's it's happened a couple times in the past, but you'll see a lot of this where, like, the stand users don't get outright killed. They just get retired. This, like, uh, uh, on-screen text dossier ending, though, I think this is new. I don't recall this yeah. happening before. Yeah, this, is, this happens a lot more from here on out, if I remember correctly. As these two walk off, dusting their hands, uh, like, well, time time to meet the others for breakfast, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the others at breakfast are like, nah, let's go. I'm sick of waiting. <laughs> yeah. And and up behind them walks a guy who is clearly a stand user because he has giant hair with, uh, uh, like, jingle bells hanging out of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, this guy. He introduces himself to no one as <laughs> Alessi. Yeah. Ilesi shall kill Jotaro and Polnareff, and then we see his shadow begin to extend. Uh, a shadow that does not follow, you know, his silhouette. Yeah. Uh, and then his shadow's big dewy eyes open up. Yeah, like, it's a shadow, but it has, like, real physical eyes mm-hmm. on it. And, yeah, this is going to lead to... It's a really cool stand fight and, like, concept. And, like, the fight is good, but... Oh boy, it's also uh, got problems. (laughs) 
it is a thing that they like kind of change the tone of a bit from the manga because it's just too kind of icky. <laughs> oh, but boy. even with those localization changes, it's still like, oh boy. <laughs> it is still cool though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's just that that extra bit there. But yeah, I really like this two-parter. It it is a good mix of like an actual solid stand fight while also being kind of like the joke stand fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More than just the situations they're getting put in, and less less like the other joke stands we've seen, where it's just like the stand users are just completely ineffectual, like Oingo and Boingo. Or yeah, yeah. The yeah. sun, where it's just like a guy who gets owned really quickly. <laughs> I think part of what makes this work is that as ridiculous as everything surrounding them is, Joseph and Avdol are are absolutely straight men. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, all the the children of town would would disagree with that. <laughs> uh but but that they are focused and serious and it's like the the 60s Batman show. Yeah. It doesn't work unless you are are playing it with like this grim seriousness. Well, not necessarily grim, but like without that anchor you might as well put in, you know, slide whistles and, and have the, the score done by kazoos and then who cares? But Yeah. And yeah, this is one of the episodes I, I think about frequently from part three where it's like, ooh, what are the what are the fights that have like the best like kind of the best climax to them? Where like the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the when the tables turn, it's really satisfying. I I love this one. Like the, the music yes. cues. Yes. All of that. Because like you have no idea how they can turn it around at that point when they have power cables like an inch away from their face. Although it makes perfect sense. They just yeah. do what's been happening the whole time. Yeah, yeah. To the point that you almost wonder, like, oh, have you never fought more than one person before? You, you yeah. didn't think of this? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's fun to see the stand user get foiled by just not thinking hard enough about how their own power works. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> also, uh, nice to have, like, another fight with Avdol. And it's a new yeah. pairing, too. We never had Avdol and Joseph in a fight together. That's true. Even when they've been, like, the, these friends for years, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to see them carry that, that connection, that understanding into combat is, is special. It's good. I'm glad we finally got it. Yeah. You go back to, like, the Hanged Man fight. There's a lot you can mine from putting two people together that don't work well together and making them. But, Mm -hmm. like, on the flip side, it's a lot of fun to see two guys that are the best of pals and they really do understand one another. And and so seeing them get to to excel from there. Yeah, like, they they put together the pincer attack plan without even, like, speaking to each other joseph just sees <laughs> another road going off another way and he just points at it and abdul's just like yeah all right and he just goes that way and just knows what he means it's, it's mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. there have been hotter ladies in jojo's <laughs> <laughs> probably still the hottest lady is uh lisa lisa right uh school nurse school oh nurse. right school nurse i forgot about her <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, she's there for 10 minutes, but she's pretty hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for our side JoJo podcast, <laughs> where we yes, rank how yes. hot all the ladies are. There haven't been a lot so far, but we'll, we'll include every version of the ladies, too. So we got to have... Uh, Newlywed and Granny Arena. Yep, yep. Maid and real estate Maven Susie, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, look forward to that special episode. Definitely actually happening for real. Definitely actually happening. Definitely actually happening. Well, we also, we just have to rank how hot all the guys are now, too. I Uh, mean, we've been doing that as we go, I think. (laughs) No, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Old Joseph, number one. He's got, he's got a silver fox thing about him. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Oh, minus points for racism, though. Oh, the racism. Oh, yeah. racism is not hot. Oh, that puts them to number two, maybe. I mean, straight up, when I've seen other people I follow on Twitter starting to watch JoJo for the first time, and then they get to part two, they're like, man, Joseph's a lot of fun. I like this guy. And then they get to part three, and then they just tweet, man, Joseph is daddy now. And then I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm betting part three Dio is going to be the hottest jo- JoJo character. Mm, mm-hmm. Like once he finally steps out of the shadows, I'm betting part three Dio is going to be as hot as it gets. Yeah. I mean, he's got the huge beefy Jonathan body. And he knows how to use it. Something you cannot <laughs> say for Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan didn't know how to how to work it at all. <laughs> he he was just huge. Uh, 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 <laughs> ugh. 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 <laughs> Uh, so thanks for joining us uh, for some reason. I don't know why you keep doing that. It's probably because we're fun and engaging and uh, we like probably. you personally. Yeah. We're friends. Did you know that? I'm your Whoa. personal friend. Oh, no. I don't want to begin this level of parasocial stuff with fans. I try to keep that stuff at a distance. And you know what a friend would do? A friend would recommend our show to their friends so that we can make more friends and then we can all go out for, for you know, we can have a lemonade. It's beautiful outside have you seen it it's, it's real lemonade nice weather that's that's what i say yeah <laughs> see you later everybody bye <laughs> to be continued oh wow look at that I thought it'd be an hour and a half like it usually is. Damn.